Enemy, hallelujah, we've got sound. Okay, well, let's just start again. Welcome, thanks for joining. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith. We're living life in the spirit. We are here to lift up the name of Yeshua and proclaim his lordship over our lives. You know, we are so thankful at what the Father has done within our lives and what a blessing it is to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And what I love more than anything is going into the scriptures and finding the truth about the Word and discovering where Yeshua is within the Torah and the the prophets. What a blessing it is to press in. Uh, before we start tonight, I want us to open up with a time of prayer uh, for Israel with what's going on right now. You know, many people have been writing to me today uh, and just letting me know that... Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're praying for you. Uh, we hear what's going on in Israel. But it's not just about the missiles that are coming in from Gaza. There's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes than that. Many of you have seen what's happened in Lod and other cities, all the way to Hadera, um, Akko in the north, uh, where the Arabs and Jews have been fighting on the streets. Um, and uh, a few people have been killed, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have been injured. Well, anyway, tonight things are, uh, uh, you know, they're only just a few miles away. Or Akiva uh, towards Zikron Yakov, the, the road too was shut down uh, just uh, an hour and a half ago uh, because of stone throwing. And, you know, I remember this in 2014, uh, when we had Operation Protective Edge, I'd be driving to the airport in the middle of the night for flying in and out of the country, and uh, we would have uh, Arabs on bridges with cocktail um, uh, bombs to throw at you as you're driving in the middle of the night. It wasn't safe. It was crazy. But uh, let me tell you something. Are we on the edge of a third intifada? We don't know what's about to take place. I believe we're living in uh, some very significant days in the history of what the Holy Spirit is going to do in the nations of the world. You know, we've got uh, Hamas threatening to fire missiles as far as Haifa, uh, long-range missiles, and we're already seeing right now that these missiles are coming all the way to Tel Aviv from Gaza. And, uh, you know, it's interesting, is Hezbollah in the north going to start firing upon Israel? You know, just tonight, just all the fighter jets and everything that's out there, you know that there is a lot going on. But what do we need to do? We need to recognize the weapons of our warfare, that we have authority in the spirit. And this is the time for the body of Messiah to be activated and to be effective. You know, we've got to move into a new dimension. We talked yesterday about the weapons we fight with. And uh, if you didn't catch that message last night, I encourage you to go and listen to that uh, on uh, the YouTube channel or on the Facebook feeds. Um, anyway, so tonight we're going to look at Elohim face-to-face, God face-to-face. And I want to share out of the book of Genesis uh, chapter 31. But before I do that, uh, you know, like I said, let's just take a moment to pray. Father, we want to thank you for this day. We recognize, Father, that there is a real enemy, Hasatan, and we come against the assignments of the enemy. And we ask, Father, in this day, even in the midst of the turmoil, the division, war that's going on in Israel right now, we ask for supernatural protection in the land. We ask, Father, that you uproot terrorists, these 
terror cells. You break and we come against Hamas in Yeshua's name and all of their assignments in Yeshua's name as as well as Islamic Jihad uh, terror group. We come against you in Yeshua's name as you're firing rockets on innocent civilians. And we just ask, Father, for protection as well in Gaza for the people of Gaza, that they will be protected because some of them are even dying because of the rockets that fall short in Gaza that are meant to be heading to Israel are actually landing within Gaza as well and causing injuries and death. So we just pray, Father, that you will have your way, that you will do a mighty work at this time, and we will see uh, just the signs in the heavens of uh, the plan of Yahovah in the days in which we're living. And Father, help us to be spiritually alert, um, that we will not be deceived at this time, that we'll recognize what's going on, that you will give us clear words, that we will hear from you, and that we will walk with you face to face in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I just want to give a shout out to those that are tuning in. We've got Lola with us. We've got Yogi with us. We've got Russell with us, B. Uh, we've got another saint with us. I don't know what your name is, but welcome. Thanks for joining with us. Um, we've got Esther. Um, we've got, uh, where are we going? I'm just running down the list here. We've got Miguel with us in Indiana. Good to see you. Um, we have Jerry with us. We've got Sheila in Canada. Good to see you, Sheila. Um, if you're just uh, tuning in, I just encourage you, just write in the comments, give us a shout out so that we can see you and uh, just acknowledge you joining with us. But, uh, you know, look, it's it's important times that we get the information uh, you know, of what's going on firsthand. And, you know, we see what's going on in natural Israel. And what do we want to do? We want to hear from someone in the land what's happening. Can you really believe the news channels that's talking about all the terrible things that Israel is doing? You know, some people have been sending me some of the feeds of what is being broadcast around the world. And you never believe the things that are being said. You know, look at all those poor Palestinians. man. They don't have iron domes to protect them like Israel does. Well, wait a second. You know, we've got terrorists raining down missiles upon our land. And, you know, some of these networks are saying, well, well, why haven't the Palestinians got iron domes to to stop the, the bombs coming in from Israel? It's just ridiculous. Anyway, but when it comes to firsthand, we have the scriptures and we can look firsthand from a spiritual perspective of what is taking place. And as we look at this message tonight on Elohim, God face to face, you know, I want to bring attention that we have uh, someone here in uh, uh, Genesis chapter 31, Jacob, and there's turmoil, there's division between him and his brother, there's trouble. He doesn't know what the result is going to be of the trouble. He's stolen the birthright of his brother. Uh, you know, <laughs> his brother says he's going to kill him. And, you know, how is this reconciliation going to take place? And we see the plan of Yahovah bringing forth reconciliation. We see the hand of Yahovah all over what is taking place as well. And it's a beautiful story. But before we read from Genesis chapter 31, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. And it says this, For now we see in a, mir a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, 
even as I have been fully known. In the book of Matthew, in the Beatitudes, what do we see? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see Elohim. And another scripture I want to read, if I can just find it here uh, on my computer Bible. Um, it's John chapter 1, verse 18. In fact, let's just turn there in a second. John chapter 1. Let's uh, read from verse 15. Yohanan testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me uh, has surpassed me because he was before me. Verse 16. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Hallelujah. From the fullness of his grace, we've received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moshe, grace and truth came through Yeshua the Messiah. No one has ever seen Elohim, but Elohim, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. So what do we understand from this scripture? No one has seen the Father except Yeshua. Yeshua said what? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you truly want to see Yahovah, you have got to know the Son. You have got to be in relationship with the Son. So we're going to read through um, chapter, uh, what chapter are we reading in again here? Let's just have a look. Um, no, it's 32. Did I say 31? I don't know why I said 31. I'm sure I said 31. <laughs> I'm looking back to the notes that Russell has posted on there for the scripture references. Thanks for doing that, Russell. I appreciate it. It's Genesis 32. Um, yeah, that's where we're going to start in. So we're just going to start reading uh, um, through this portion of scripture. And I really want us to get hold of the importance that even when you feel in trouble and you're in stress because of what's going on in the natural realm, I want you to take comfort in knowing what it truly means to be found in the presence of a mighty God. You know, we have a God who is real. This is not religion, it's relationship. And as we see things open up here at chapter 32, verse 1, it says, Jacob uh, also went on his way. This is after dealing with, with Laban and, uh, you know, they part ways. He went on his way and the angel of Elohim met him. Who is this angel of Elohim that met him? Verse 2, when Jacob saw them, <laughs> he said, this is the camp of God. So he named the place Mahanim. And, you know, what does Mahanim mean? It means two camps, <laughs> you know. It's a double camp. Uh, so what he's basically recognizing, there's two companies that are here. There's Jacob's company and his family and all his servants and all of his possessions. And then there is the company of Yehovah, the angels that are surrounding him. And I want you to know, it doesn't matter where you are, where you walk, you have the company of angels gone with you. And we need to activate our angels. We need to walk in the things of the Spirit. We need to recognize what's taking place in the supernatural. So, Jacob, he saw them. He said, this is the camp of Elohim. So in verse 3, Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau. So even in the midst of all this, he knows he is on an assignment. 
This is an important assignment of Yahovah to bring reconciliation and to bring peace and, you know, just to get order so that he can get on with the will of Yahovah for his life, that he can see the blessing of Yahovah on his life. You know, sometimes we've got to deal with relationships if we want to see the blessing of Yahovah on our lives. There's some relationships you, you can't do anything about. There's nothing you can do. You just have to pray for them. But there is other relationships that we can seek the will of the Father to bring forth restoration. So Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He instructed them, This is what you are to say to my master Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been staying with with Laban and uh, have remained there till now. I have cattle and donkeys, sheep and goats, uh, manservants and maidservants. Now I'm sending this message to my Lord that I may find favor in your eyes. And what we're seeing is this picture of, uh, you know, lifting others up. It's not like, look at what the Father's given me, man, he's blessed me with all of this stuff. Uh, he's increased me, and I'm a man of war, a man of authority. No, he says, I'm your servant. He says, you know, uh, you know, he's lifting up his brother as a lord, as a master, okay? Say to my master, Esau, he's submitting to him. He's submitting for, for the hope of bringing forth restoration, And, you know, it's a very dangerous place to be. He doesn't know which way it's going to be. You know, he's trying to have peace with someone who wants him dead, to someone who has lost a lot because of the deception that Jacob has uh, committed. So what do we see here? We see uh, verse 6. When the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau. And now he is coming to meet you, and 400 men are with him. Oh, that's great. Hallelujah. Not uh, he's coming to meet you, and, you know, he's bringing the family, and uh, you're going to have a great time. No, he's coming to meet you with 400 men. Verse 7, in great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people who were with him into two groups, and the flocks and the herds and the camels as well. He thought, if Esau comes and attacks one group, the group that is left may escape. So he's planning. I don't know how this is going to go. You know, is my brother going to receive me? What's going to take place in the midst of this story? How are we going to uh, get through this this passage? Okay, then Jacob prayed, verse 9, O Elohim of my father Abraham, Elohim of my father Isaac, O Yehovah, who said to me, Go back to your country and your relatives, and I will make you prosper. So that's in Genesis chapter 26. He says, Go back and, you know, uh, to your country with your relatives. I'm going to make you prosper. So you've got to walk straight back into the place of confrontation. And in that place of confrontation, you're going to see the hand of Yehovah move. But in the midst of it, when we're going through trials and we're going through tough times, we don't see the bigger picture. It's, you know, one thing about reading Scripture, sometimes you're like, what is wrong with this guy in this portion of Scripture? 
you know, and then you realize, you know what, they didn't have the Bible. They didn't know their life story. They're just living this out. They don't see as we see, as we read the whole story within perspective. And, you know, we, we're seeing this through different eyes. But, you know, it's so important that even in the, the place of great fear and distress and even, you know, uh, separating things out. Am I going to lose part of my family here? Are these 400 men going to come and is Esau going to uh, instruct them to slay us? What is going to happen? But in the midst of it, I'm going forward anyway. Why am I going forward because he is under order. Why? Because Yahovah said to me, go back to your country and your relatives and that will make you prosper. So this is why I'm going. I'm going because I have the word of Yahovah. And I want to encourage you. Don't do anything out of fear and panic. You need to receive the word of Yahovah. And yes, you might be walking in places that's outside your comfort zone and you don't know what you're walking into. But I want to encourage you that if you have the word of Yahovah, you can go and it doesn't matter what danger is before you, you will see the victory. So even though he has the word, he still doesn't know what the outcome is going to be. And, you know, you can have the word. You might not see the outcome that you think is going to uh, happen. You know, we, we can have a, a positive mindset over things. But, you know, when Paul was preaching the gospel and traveling, uh, there was uh, other brothers and sisters in Messiah warning him, saying, hey, listen, you know, you go down to this place, it's not going to go well for you. It's going to be tough. And Paul's like, you know what? I have the word of Yahovah. I am going to the nations with the gospel. And no matter what it costs me, I'm going to proclaim the truth. No matter what persecution comes, I will pro uh, proclaim the truth. So he's told, go back to your country and to your relatives and I will make you prosper. Verse 10, I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. Oh, hallelujah. You know, this is where we've got to be. You know, Elohim, he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. We are called to humble ourselves before a mighty God. So don't just say, well, I'm forgiven, I'm washed with the blood of Yeshua, and I can just do anything and go anywhere I want. No, we've got to humble ourselves before the Father and recognize that even in the midst of our failings, even in the midst where we've let Elohim down, every single one of us has broken the commandments. We've broken the commandments because what did Yeshua say? He said it's not just about, you know, the act as you see in the natural. You know, there's the spiritual elements to the commandments. If you hate, it says in the word that you've committed murder. If you hate, we're not called to be those who hate. We're called to walk in the love of Yahovah. And you can go through the other commandments and see the response of what Yeshua taught at the book of Matthew chapter 5 and forward. Hallelujah. So he's walking in the will of Yahovah. He's recognizing, I'm unworthy of the kindness and faithfulness that you've shown to your servant. You know, just think what he's been through. You know, he's given the wrong wife. He has to wait. He has to go through the whole process, another seven years to receive Rachel, the one that he truly loves uh, from Leah. But, you know, 
through the midst of the pain, through the midst of dealing with the corruption of his father-in-law, you, you can see in Jacob's life that something is taking place. You know, he's you know he's trying to be respectful of authority. He's trying to get things in the right place. But life is not easy. It is not easy. And we're seeing that here. I'm unworthy of the kindness and the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. But even in the midst of everything I've been through, you can draw a line right now. Stop looking at your past. You might be thinking, you know, how can the Father use me because of my past? How could the Father use Jacob because of his past? But even in the midst of the brokenness, even in the midst of the sin, the Father will brought him through and he will bring you through. So the question is, how are we going to live going forward? We need the word of Yehovah. What is the Father saying to you? And even at this time, as we are pressing in as a ministry, as we are standing here in the land, and you know we know we're moving and we've got a date for moving. We have no idea where we're going. We have no idea what's going to happen, but we are going to get packed and get ready for what the the Father is going to do. I don't know what he's going to do. And every day I'm up inquiring of him. I'm before him. I'm waiting for the word of Yehovah. Uh, I go to see different places. I'm saying, Father, is this it? Is this where you're sending us? Is this where we're going? And I just don't have a witness. I don't have the word yet, but I'm waiting before Yehovah. I'm waiting for the word of Elohim to speak clearly. So what do we see here? It's the second part of verse 10. I had only my staff when I crossed the Jordan, but now I've become two groups. So, you know, he crossed the Jordan. Hallelujah. Well, that's the whole point of crossing point that we get to that place where we're crossing the Jordan into the promises of Yehovah into the land. So Jacob is coming out of, you know, the, 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 the nations and he's coming back in line with the promise. And it's not easy coming back in line with the promise. There's going to be so many obstacles stopping you from getting back into the land of promise and in line with the promise. So he crossed the Jordan. He just had a staff. He didn't have any baggage or any luggage. And I just remember when Haley, Hannah, and I came to Israel, we came with free red bags, and we didn't even have enough money to pretty much leave the airport. You know, we could have got like half a taxi, you know, uh, for five miles or something on $15. But that was it. That's all we had. And we just came by faith, knowing the Father was going to open the doors And, you know, he supernaturally provided for us and guided us. And here we are coming in with free bags. And here we are getting ready for a move. And we've probably got like three 40-foot containers of stuff that has to move with us. So it's a huge operation that's before us. It's not the same. And I recognize, you know, what Jacob's talking about, the prosperity and the blessings of Yehovah in the land of promise for us to move forward. Verse 11, save me, I pray. From the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me and also the mothers with their children. So, you know, look, it's, it's so amazing what we see here. We, we see and, and, you know, we've got to be engaged in this. You know, are you one who is found in the place of prayer? Do you, do you spend time in prayer? Are you afraid to pray? Do sometimes you don't just speak to Yehovah? You've got to get to that place 
where you pull yourself aside and, and you're, you, you know, you call out to the Father. Verse 11, save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau. Why? I know he wants to kill me. I know his nature. I know what he was like the last time I saw him. There's been a lot of water under the bridge since that day. So much has happened from that day. I don't know what my brother looks like today. I don't even know if the picture I have in my mind of Esau is the same picture of the man that I'm about to meet. So, you know, he said, I'm afraid. Is he going to come and attack me? Is he going to uh, kill uh, the mothers of our ch- of my children? But you have said, verse 12, hallelujah, we stand on the promise. I will surely make you prosper and will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. Hallelujah. I'm standing on the promise of Yehovah. So, you know, Genesis chapter 12, the promise given to Abraham, given to Isaac, and given to Yaakov, to Jacob. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. But you have said, and this is how we've got to come to the word. Do we know what the Father has said? What's he said to you? I'm going to bring you to this place. I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to make you a blessing. You know, and that's that's what we're going through here in the land. We've been here for 10 years. And, you know, we've seen incredible blessing. And the Father do mighty things. And we've also seen huge attacks. And, you know, life is like this. Life more abundantly. You know, you've got your ups and you've got your downs. And... <clears throat> We've got to stand on the promises. One minute the disciples are present with Yeshua, seeing the miracles and the signs and wonders and demons being cast out. The next are on the boat. Yeshua is sleeping and they're fighting for their life, thinking, how are we going to live? We're going to die in the midst of this tempest, in the midst of this storm. But, you know, Yeshua is there. Hallelujah. So what takes place here? He cries out to Yehovah. You have said that I will sure that you will surely make <laughs> that I will surely make you prosper, and I uh, will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. You know, there's words in the scripture that you can take a hold of. So here's Jacob. He's speaking the promises of Abraham because he is in the line of the promise. Well. <laughs> This might be a revelation for someone tonight, but you are in the line of the promise, so you can go back and say, but you have said. This is what you've said in your word, and I'm standing upon this promise for my life, and I will not shrink back. Verse 13, he spent the night there, and uh, from what he had with him, uh, he selected a gift for his brother Esau, 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 female camels and their young, uh, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. He put them in the care of his servants, each herd by itself, and said to his servant, Go ahead of me and keep some space between the herds. He instructed... uh, the one in the lead. When my brother Esau meets you and asks, to whom do you belong and where are you going? And who owns all these animals in front of you? Then you are to say they belong to your servant Jacob. They are a gift uh, sent to my Lord Esau and he is coming behind us. 
He also instructed the second and the third and all the others to follow, uh, who followed the herd. You are to say the same thing to Esau when you meet him. He's trying to condition him in preparation for this meeting. He's trying to show what? He's trying to show that that repentance. He's trying to show, look, you know, I'm not just in this for myself. You know, there's a purpose of God behind us. Yes, I've done wrong. Things have happened that have not been right. But there is a purpose of God in the midst of this. I'm responding to the word of Yehovah. And this is how the Father wants us to respond. He wants us to respond to the word of Yehovah that we, we will see his promises fulfilled. Verse 20. And be sure to say your servant Jacob is coming behind us. Look, it's not just about the gift. You know, we need to come in person as well. It's one thing to to send your money on mission. It's another thing to go on mission. Uh, I love what uh, Keith Green used to say, uh, you know, back in the, the 70s. Keith Green was like, you know, how about you don't send your money this time? How about you actually go? And there's something powerful in going. You know, sending power is greater than seed power. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we can't be givers, but sometimes we put off the will of Yehovah in our life and say, just bless me to be a blessing and let other people go. And here's the reality. The Father's saying, I'm calling you. You know, back in the early days in ministry, you know, the Father called me back into business and uh, we ran companies and we were givers and we're just looking on ways and how we could sow. We offered jobs to people that didn't have jobs and we employed a lot of people back in the early 90s. And, you know, <clears throat> I employed this guy who's part of an international drug ring. I didn't know it. I just thought he was going to help me with my technology company uh, for building uh, computers for, you know, public companies and call centers and all different things like that. And I had no idea that he was uh, using my company as a front <coughs> for all of his illegal activity. And long, you know, I share this story on Have We Lost the Love. If you haven't seen the video, you can get it on YouTube. Have We Lost the Love? I give you the whole detail of this story. But the bottom line was this. You know, we lost our company because of what this person stole from us and the things that he did. And, you know... Through all of it, I remember in the place of prayer, I'm like, Father, what, you know, how could you do this when, you know, we have just worked so hard to be able to give, to build the kingdom. And this is the word that he gave me that changed my life. He said, it's not your money I want. It's you. It's not your money I want. It's you. So here I was spending all my energy trying to bring money uh, to the kingdom, and the Father's like, it's not your money I want, it's you. And, you know, I believe that's a word for someone right now who is listening. You know, you're trying to think of ways on how you are serving the king, and what's the Father saying? He wants you to be in the place where we are moving forward in the purpose and will of Yehovah. So we need to inquire of the of of the, the the father. What's he saying to you? Come on, you've got to take that time and receive that word. And you know this is the importance of waiting before Yahovah. You know we wait 
for the word and then we act. Here we are in the counting of the Omar. What are we waiting for? We're counting down to Shavuot. Now, you know, we're going to the 22nd and uh, Sunday the 23rd of May because we follow the sighting of the new moon and the barley harvest. The Israel or the Jewish people in the land they follow a rabbinic numerical calendar which we do not follow because we are called to follow the scriptures not to follow religion. I'm done with religion. I'm not spending my time following religion. I'm not going to follow the blind like Yeshua said. You want to follow the blind, they'll lead you straight into the ditch. I want to follow what the scripture says on the timings of Yahovah. So when we get to the, the 22nd, what did Yeshua say those 10 days before? He said, you know, do not leave Jerusalem until you receive power from on high. You need to be equipped to be sent. So if you're not sent and you're like, oh, frustrated because you just want to be sent. I want to ask you the question, are you equipped? Are we taking the time to be equipped in the presence of Yehovah so that we can go for him? And we see the equipping that's in Jacob's life. Goodness me, look at those gifts. Man, this is some wealth that is being poured out upon his brother. He's saying, listen, I want to be reconciled with you. I want to be one with you. I don't want to have division with you. I want to see victory with you. And, you know... <laughs> Praise the name of Yeshua because we do see an incredible, uh, you know, outworking of what takes place here. So verse 20, and be sure to say your servant Jacob is coming behind us. He's saying, I'm not just sending my money. I'm not just sending my gifts. I'm coming as well. For he thought I will pacify him with these gifts I am sending on ahead. Later when I see him, perhaps he will receive me. So we don't even know what heart that he is operating in. Is he operating as a swindler, Jacob? Or is he genuinely trying to seek reconciliation with his brother? And, you know, I believe that what he is looking for is he's looking for that relationship to be restored. He is, whatever the cost, going to fulfill and walk in the will of the Father, even if it could potentially cost him his life. But he's not... You know, he might be afraid of the outcome, but he has a promise. And hear the word of Yahovah. You have a promise, and from that place of promise, you have protection, and you are safe. And I'm just looking as I'm speaking right now, and I, I've got the, the alerts in front of me here on the red alert. And, you know, Ramat Gan and, and Pektifka um, are, are getting hit with uh, bombs, Tel Aviv. You know, there is so much going on right now. It is just hammering in and raining down missiles right now that are only 40 kilometers from where we are at this stage. And I can hear some roaring of the planes in the background from this soundproof room. I can hear, um, you know, the pressure of the planes in the sky above us. So, you know, are you in the position of the promise? Are you here because of the promise? Have you inquired of what the word of Yehovah is. Because when you're living in the promise and doing the will of Yehovah, you have safety. I used to work on the streets of London with the down and outs and the drug addicts and the homeless, uh, alcoholics and demon-possessed, all sorts of crazy people living on the streets of London. And every night we're out through the night, um, you know, just ministering to them, loving on these broken people. And, you know... 
we had years of you know uh, incredible time of ministry and you know there was times where i was attacked by demon possessed people trying to kill me and stuff and i saw them being supernaturally delivered and uh, coming to yeshua being transformed you know amazing testimonies of breakthrough but you know i remember going back to the places where i used to minister when i was 19 years old and going back there you know, uh, 20 years ago, it was like, what, man? You know, I didn't feel safe. It wasn't the same environment. But when I was in the will of Yahovah, doing what the Father had called me, I had a protection with me. And that's that's what I loved about that opening portion of Scripture when uh, Jacob talked about the double camp, referring to the angels uh, uh, and the company of angels and his company being together, he knew that Elohim was with him. And I want you to know that too, that Elohim is with you. So hopefully he will receive me with all these gifts. Hopefully it will be like a pacifier to him. Verse 21, So Jacob's gifts went on ahead of him, but he himself spent the night in the camp. That night Jacob got up, and he took his two wives and his two maidservants and his 11 sons and he crossed the ford of the uh, Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. And this is so powerful what takes place here. A man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, you know, Jacob was not letting go. He's like, he understood this is a supernatural moment. He said, I'm not going to let go. And this is where we need to be in the spirit. We've got to be people that make a decision. I am not going to let go. I'm going to stand on the promises of Yahovah so that we see the victory of the Messiah manifest within our lives. I'm not going to let go. He would not let go. When the man saw that he couldn't overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched and he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Now listen, we've got to get to that place. How, you know, well, I'll just hold on to you, Yeshua. Just, you know, you know what I'm going through. You know, here's my pinky, take my hand. No, listen, you need to get a hold of the Savior. You need to get a hold of the Messiah. Don't you let him go, no matter what you're going through. Draw near to him. Stay close to him. Because who is Jacob wrestling with? Jacob is not just wrestling with any man. He's wrestling with the Mashiach, with the Messiah. Hallelujah. Then the man said to him, let me go for it's daybreak. But Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. I recognize that I'm wrestling with someone far more powerful. I'm wrestling with something that's going on here that's supernatural. This is not just what's happening in the natural. The man asked him, what's your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel which means he struggled with Elohim. What an interesting name to give Jacob, Israel. Because you have struggled with Elohim and with men and have overcome. 
So, you know, what do we see? In the midst of the struggles and the things that you go through, I just want to speak this word over you. Come on, don't stop. You are called to be an overcomer. And what do I love about this portion of Scripture? You know, share this with your Jewish friends. This is awesome because the changing of the name to Jacob and the flash to the name of Israel, that change that took place came from the Mashiach, came from the Messiah, who you struggled with God, right? You know, because you have struggled with God. He's he's telling them, this is who you're wrestling with. I'm with man, you have overcome. Who was it that brought forth the name for Israel, for the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel? It's the Messiah changed his name. He struggled with Elohim. And that's how we know you can't get around this. You can't say, well, he just struggled with a man. Why? He changed his name, and his name had a meaning. You struggled with Elohim. Hallelujah. Jacob, what did he say in verse 29? Please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying it is because I saw Elohim face to face and yet my life was spared. He recognized who he had been with. And I want you to be alert spiritually tonight. I want you to be alert and and recognize who you are spending time with. Are you spending time in the presence of Yahovah? Or are you missing the presence of Yahovah? Maybe you're on the wrong road. You're going in the wrong direction. Hear the word of Yahovah. Stop and get back on track and get back to that place where you are walking with Yahovah. You know, that place, Peniel, where you see him face to face. I saw him face to face, and my life was spared. The sun rose above him, and he passed uh, Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon uh, attached to the socket of the hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. I hope this word has encouraged you. I want to encourage you. Come on, have an encounter with Yeshua. Oh, brother, you know, that's great for people who just get saved in the next 10 minutes. Let me tell you something. Have an encounter with Yeshua Yeshua, on an ongoing basis. Father, I call on your name. I want to know you more. I want to walk in your ways. I want to experience you. I want to experience what Moshe experienced in Exodus chapter 30, verse 20, when he says, but he said, you cannot see my face. No man shall see my face and live. But yet, what do we know about Moshe in Exodus chapter 33? Uh, Elohim used, used to speak to Moshe face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Who was Moshe speaking to? He was speaking to the incarnate Messiah. Hallelujah. When Moshe turned again into the camp, his assistant, assistant Joshua, son of Nun, that's interesting, son of Nun, you don't have, you don't have a father, <laughs> son of Nun, the young man would not depart from the tent. He wanted to be in that place and experience the blessing of Yehovah. So I want to encourage you today that we are looking forward to see him face to face. And what type of testimonies do we experience are we hearing today? If you're connected 
you know, look, I, I'm always looking for testimonies. And I love the, the testimonies on One for Israel, on what's happening with the Arabs, as well as how Jews are having encounters with Yeshua. How many testimonies do we hear about Yeshua showing up? My wife was supernaturally transformed when she was uh, coming to Messiah, and all of a sudden her room just lit up with the presence of the Ruach HaKodesh, and she started speaking in tongues, and her whole world was supernaturally transformed and changed from, you know, uh, uh, being brought up Jewish to being totally delivered and set free and coming into the realization of who the Messiah truly is. We need those encounters and, you know, all through Genesis, what do we see? We see so many encounters taking place. You know, uh, you know look, just go and read. Come on, the, the, I don't need to name a bunch of encounters. The entire book is about encounters with Elohim. This is our handbook to life where we discover how do we connect, how do we uh, discover who uh, the Father is. You have to come through the Son. We've got to get to that place where we recognize who he is. You know, in John chapter 6, uh, it says in verse 49 that um, no one has seen the Father except he who is from Elohim. He has seen the Father. We have a Messiah who has seen the Father, and he wants to reflect and show who he is. The Son will show you who the Father is. Well, where are you going in Matthew cha- in John chapter 14? The disciples asked you, sure, where are you going? You can't come where I'm going. You know, what did the disciples say? Well, just, you know, show us the Father. What did Yeshua say? If you have seen me, how long have I got to tally with you people? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. You have seen the full attributes of who he is in my life. Hallelujah. Yeshua, I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you like Moshe, like Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 5 when Elohim Uh, spoke face to face at the mountain out of the midst of the fire. Hallelujah. I want to see you. Father, I want to see you. I want to lift up my hands before you. I want you to fill me afresh that I can be supernaturally transformed. I don't want to be the same. And even in the midst of the war and even in the midst of everything that's happening as all these uh, missiles are raining down across the land of Israel, we want to know you, Father, even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of the riots and the stone throwing and the, the vehicles being attacked on the roads. I want to know you, Father. I'm not going to let you know, let you go until I see the goodness of Yehovah. Let's be people who stand upon his promise. So take time today to press in. Say, Father, I don't want to let you go. Reveal yourself to me in a way that I can truly know who you are. I don't want to live a second-rate faith walk. I want to walk as you have called me to walk. I don't want to be a casual believer. I want to be one who is sold out for the Master. Let that be your cry today and receive the touch of Yehovah. Allow the Messiah to dwell within you, to work through you, to operate through you, to bring the gospel of the kingdom to this 
generation. Oh, I'm blessed and I'm encouraged in the midst of the war, in the midst of everything that we're facing. Yes, we may be facing the Fard Intifada. Maybe that's what's going to be pouring out in these next coming days. Right now, it looks like we've got civil war going on across the whole country with everything that's happening within the city, uh, the cities of the nation. But guess what? We trust Yehovah. And I'll trust him. We will trust him. You'll trust him. Let's press forward. Don't give up. You're on the brink of the miracle. If you will just tally, if you will just stay, be found in the place of prayer and see the victory and deliverance of a great God. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the message today. Um, you can email me, Kenny at Bulldoze of Faith. Share your testimony. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you as we share the scriptures each day? Are you experiencing deliverance, transformation? Are you experiencing healing? What's the Father doing within your life? Is he giving you a word? Is he radically changing you as we seek to edify and build up the body? I'd love to hear from you. I want to encourage you, give thumbs up if you're watching on uh, YouTube, if you're on Facebook uh, and YouTube, share this message with others. Let this message be an encouragement. Listen, in this portion of Scripture, there's so much more we could have brought out of it, but I just want to deliver what the Father is sent to say here tonight. Uh, but go back and do your own study and get caught up in these passages of where is the Messiah within the Torah. Hallelujah. If you're blessed and encouraged and you want to give, you want to support the work, and you want to uh, stand with us here in the land of Israel, go to bulldozeoffaith.com. You'll see uh, the Give tab. You can give in your own currency as well. Hallelujah. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you standing with us. Don't forget, share. Let's get this message out there. Let's make a difference. It will be available on podcast within the next 10 minutes. It will be posted in the comments on the Facebook uh, feed or you can uh, pick it up on our website under Spotify or iTunes. You'll see the new feeds. Thanks for watching. Until next time, shalom, shalom.